بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا فحياكم الله جميعا وجزاكم الله خيرا على حضوركم إخوتي Alhamdulillah, it's a uh, joy to the heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has facilitated another opportunity for us to sit together here in Manchester, which I feel is my, my home from home, now I'm here in the UK. Allah ta'ala has facilitated opportunities for us to sit together again. And benefit from one benefit one another in relation to the affairs of ilm and nafit beneficial knowledge and from the speech of the ulama of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'a and bring about an affair which Bi'ithnillahi Ta'ala will draw us nearer to Allah Azza wa Jal. And we ask Allah Ta'ala that He makes these sittings sittings that are beneficial to all of us and sittings that will benefit us in the dunya and the akhirah. And for those that are unaware, what we'll be going through within these sittings is an explanation of the hadith of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Man the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam that whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for then he gives him understanding in the religion he gives him fiqh for deen and the reason the main reason behind the ikhtiyar the choice of this Risala is due to the fact that no doubt this is a hadith which you could state is from the usul from the foundation or the foundational and basis a hadith relating to the affair of ilm itself related to the affair of ilm al-shari'i and talib al-ilm related to the affair of knowledge and seeking knowledge and it will become clear when we, just, when we read it through the speech of Shaykhana, Shaykh Rabi' ibn Hadi al-Madkhali. He discusses different affairs that relate directly to this hadith. From them, the fadl of ilm, the virtue of knowledge, the virtue of Islamic knowledge. And the virtue of traveling for the sake of seeking knowledge as well. And no doubt at the head of these affairs, in relation to this hadith specifically, the virtue of understanding, fiqh for deen, and understanding in religion. For no doubt, it's not sufficient that the person merely seeks the knowledge, or he gathers the knowledge, naam, as if he is a, place of storage 
but rather the person must take from the thamarat of that knowledge, from the fruits and the benefits of that knowledge. And a person can merely only benefit from the fruits of that ilm when he has understanding of it. And so the Shaykh will discuss the virtues as well of understanding the religion. And no doubt the religion is knowledge in the Hadith al Madin. Indeed, this religion is, is knowledge. Or indeed, this knowledge is the religion. So they go hand in hand. And the importance of studying a hadith such as this is because the ilm, as we mentioned, this, is a, this hadith is of the basis of Islamic knowledge. And ilm itself, knowledge itself, is of the basis of our deen itself. A person cannot have knowledge, or a person cannot act upon the correct sound creed, now, and not have the knowledge of the sound creed, except that he sees knowledge in it. Except that he sees knowledge in Tawheed, Aqeedah, in the Fiqh Akbar, the great understanding. A person cannot act upon the ahkam of this religion, the rulings of this deen, except that he seeks knowledge in it. So it's upon the person to understand the virtues of knowledge and draw nearer to the asbab, the means of being from those that have fiqh, fiddeen. And so due to the fact that it carries such an importance in relation to asas, in relation to foundation, this is the reason why um, I chose to go through this hadith and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And so we begin by the speech of the Shaykh Hafidahullah. I will mention some of the speech here, Yani, for what is known as Rus Aklam, the main points, the main and important points that the Sheikh mentioned. And so the Sheikh mentioned beginning Wa'a'zam Wasilz Lidarik here Elm and Fiqfiddin. Afwan. Sheikh begins here. Finna lil Fursa Taiba Mwaraka and Nil Taki Fiha bi Ahbabina wa Ahbibdina wa Abnaina Wikwanina Mintulabil Elm wa min Ahlil Elm Nil Taki in Tadakar Ma Yanfa'ana Fiddunya وَيَسْبِرُنَا فِيهِ وَيَزِيدُنَا حُبًّا فِيهِ وَتَمَسَّكًا بِهِ And so the shirki begins as this speech is taken from a, a gathering the shirk is in and he says this is, a, uh, this is a good and blessed opportunity for us to meet with those that are beloved to us from our sons and our brothers from the tulab al-ilm and the people of knowledge and it means of us to revise the affairs that will benefit us in the dunya. And that will be a means of us bringing, bringing about sabr, increasing us in sabr, patience in the dunya. And increase us in love and tamassuk, holding on firm to that which is the haqq in this dunya as well. And then the shaykh he goes on to mention, 
وأعظم وصيلة لذلك هي علم الفقه في الدين and the greatest means in order to, for this to be achieved is علم knowledge وفقه في الدين so here you see now that the sheikh he's mentioned the affair of knowledge وفقه في الدين نعم knowledge وفقه في الدين understanding religion and he's mentioned them separately he mentioned them separately, Jazakumullah Khairah. First and foremost, because ilm is one affair. Ilm is one affair. Seeking knowledge is one affair. However, in order for a person to, to, to truly benefit from that ilm, alayhi bi fiqh. A person needs to have understanding of that ilm. Naam. وبه سعادة في الدنيا والآخرة وبه عز الله هذه الأمة وأكرمها وأكرم بهذا القرآن العظيم وبهذا الدين العظيم الذي جاء به محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم فسعدت به الأمم وشعوب السعادة في الدنيا وهنا عز وقرام وسعادة عز وأكرم وأدوم لا تنتهي في الآخرة كل ذلك يناب العلم الذي جاء به محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نعم and so this affair of increasing the love that the shaykh has mentioned is brought about by way of علم and fiqh fi al-deen understanding in the deen as well as the increase and the bringing about of sa'ada happiness in this, in this dunya and the akhirah نعم and this relates as well, this relates as well to the speech of Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, where he mentions the affair of the anwan of Sa'ada, that the anwan of Sa'ada thalath, the three affairs that are attached to happiness. Naam. And where have you heard this before? Three affairs that are attached to happiness. Quad arba where? Introduction, the maqadim of quad arba. And Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, he mentions that these three affairs of happiness that uh, Shaykh Al-Islam Muhammad Abdul Wahhabi mentions are derived from the three affairs mentioned by Ibn Qayyim. Naam, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions three affairs. He mentions the first of these three affairs being a tawheed. Wadidduhu al-shirk. The first of the three affairs being a tawheed. And the position of that is shirk. The second being a sunnah. Wadidduha al bid'ah. And opposition to that is bid'ah innovation. And the third is a ta'ah. The third is a ta'ah, obedience, wadidduha al-ma'siyah, disobedience. So Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he mentions the three affairs in relation to happiness. And this, is, this relates here to the kalam of the shaykh, that this ilm and fiqh fi deen is what brings about happiness in the dunya and akhirah. Naam. And if we go back now, related to the kalam of Ibn Qayyim, where he talks about happiness, sa'ada fi dunya wal akhirah, at-tawheed, wa sunnah, wa ta'a. 
all three of these, no doubt, are in need of ilm wa fiqh fiddin. A person cannot hold on to the tawheed and have to mess up with sunnah and nabi sallallahu and be upon the ta'ah of Allah ta'ala except that he has ilm. Except that he holds on to that which is true knowledge. I accept that he has understanding of these affairs. And by way of this ilm of fiqh fiddin brings about the affair of Islam. Honor for the nations and nobility bestowed upon the nation by way of this Quran and the deen that the Messenger of Allah Muhammad sallallahu came with. And so by way of that the nations are upon an affair of happiness and contentment in the dunya and in the akhirah due to that which what the Messenger of Allah come with. And this affair of happiness is adwan, la tantahi, as the Sheikh mentions. It's consistent. This affair of happiness is consistent. La tantahi, it doesn't end. It does not end, it does not end, it goes on to the akhirah. And all of that is achieved by way of ilm. The ilm that Muhammad sallallahu came with. For no doubt he, alayhi salatu salam, came with the wahyin, the kitab and the sunnah. Both of them, for the one that seeks the true understanding, is ilm al-nafiq, is beneficial knowledge, is ilm of the sharia. As Ibn Rajab, rahimahullah, he mentions in relation to the ilm, al-ilm al-nafiq, or ilm al-nafiq, li-nafsihi yantafi'u bihi, Ibn Rajab, rahimahullah, he mentioned ilm al-nafiq, li-nafsihi yantafi'u bihi. I ilm that is beneficial within his own self and can be benefited from, no doubt, this is ilm al-shariya. This is the ilm of the shariya, this is the kitab and the sunnah. So when the shaykh, shaykh Rabi'a, hafidahullah, he's referring to the ilm that the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has come with, then no doubt he's referring to the book and the sunnah. He's referring to the ilm of the sharia. He's referring to, as, as Ibn Rajab refers it to, ilm al-nafi'i The beneficial knowledge that is benefited from. Because you can have knowledge which is nafi'i. You can have knowledge which is beneficial. However, it's not benefited from. I, the person does not act upon that knowledge. And so, this ilm that's been referred to here is the knowledge that is beneficial knowledge, kitab and sunnah, and it's benefited from. The person takes that knowledge and benefits from it, and acts upon it. Now, as we mentioned, the first heading, this is the heading we will discuss today, b'idillahi ta'ala, is in fadl al-ilm, the affair of the fadl, the virtue of ilm itself. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bihi wa thada'ahu bihi ala nafsihi and so from the first affair naam 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know knowledge to be of virtue, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself with it. Naam. And when he praised, when Allah ta'ala brought about praise for himself, he praised the affair of ilm, knowledge. When and he mentions that Ilm is an Amr al-Azim. That is an affair that is of grandeur. It's great in its status. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised himself in many ayats when discussing this affair of knowledge. And it's from the greatest of the sifat, now the greatest of the attributes, from the perfect attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses, from the greatest ones that Allah Ta'ala has described himself with. And no doubt it's a means of raising an individual's knowledge. For the one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows that virtuous affair upon. I have knowledge. For Allah Ta'ala, fi kathir min ayat yukul huwa sami'ul alim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in many ayats that he is the all-hearing, Samir, Al-Alim, all-knowing. Naam. Where you call, subhanahu wa ta'ala, yumajjid nafsah bil-ilm, wa'indahu mafatihu al-ghaybi la ya'lamuha illahu, wa ya'lamu ma'a fil-barri wal-bahr, wa ma'a taskuta min warakatin, illa ya'lamuha, Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in Surah Al-An'am. And he possesses the mafatihul ghayb, i.e. those or, or, or clear, absolute understanding of the ghayb, the mafatih, the keys towards the unseen. No one knows of it except himself. And he has clear knowledge and absolute knowledge of that which traverses upon the land and within the sea. And it does not fall a leaf. Now a leaf does not fall upon the earth except that he has knowledge of it. Nor do you find a seed that is hidden within the earth. Now nor the dates, the rotaban and the yabis, except that is made clear and revealed within the kitab and mubeen. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, قَدْ أَحَاتَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا That indeed he has encompassed everything by way of his knowledge. And likewise, Allah ta'ala mentions, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْفِ السِّتَةِ أَيَامٍ Allah 
وما ينزل من السماء وما يعرج فيها وهو معكم أينما كنتم والله بما تعملون بصير and likewise Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Surah Al-Hadid that he is the one that created the, that created the heavens and the earth in six days and then he raised above the throne he knows that which enters the earth and that which that leaves it and that which falls from the skies and that which raised, that is raised towards it and he is with you wherever you may be Wallahu bita'maluna basir And Allah Ta'ala Naam Is all seen of what you do And so the Shaykh mentions in relation to this ayah When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions وَهُوَ مَعَكُمْ أَيْنَ مَا كُنْتُمْ And that he is with you wherever you may be أي بِعِلْمِهِ وَاتِلَاعِهِ وَمَشَاهَدَتِهِ And so when Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions that he is with you, wherever you may be, that this is in relation to him, his ma'iyah, the ma'iyah of Allah, Allah being with you by way of his ilm, that Allah Ta'ala has knowledge of whatever you may do, and he watches over your actions, and he witnesses that which you do. And so this, and this is the explanation of the majority of the scholars when they discuss the sifa of the ma'iyah of Allah of the ma'iyah of Allah Allah being with what is mentioned Allah being with the creation either ma'iyah referring to by way of his ilm by way of his knowledge that he's well aware that he has ilm of all of the affairs of the creation Naam. So that's the first affair of the fadl of ilm. The first affair in relation to the fadl of ilm is that this is something that the message that Allah Ta'ala has described himself with. And when we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when we read from the praise with the thana'al of Allah, from these affairs mentioned is the affair of his ilm, affair of his knowledge. So no doubt, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has discussed this affair of ilm, no doubt we understand that it is virtuous. Naam. Wa min fadl ilm. Anu akhassu sifat al-rusul al-kiram wal-anbiya al-idham. Alayhim as-salatu as-salam. And so, from the fadl of this ilm as well, is that this is from the most specific, Now, the most specific of the attributes that the messengers and prophets were bestowed with, I acknowledge, Wallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, wahaba min ilmihi li awliya'i, min rusul al-kiram, alayhi salatu salam, wal anbiya wa asfiya' min kulli umma, naam, manahahum haadha al-ilm al-ladhi ya'arifun bihi Allah 
وسائل الشعور الحياة التي لا تقوم حياة الناس ولا يسعدون في الدنيا والآخرة إلا بهذا العمل الذي يحيه الله إلى أنبيائه عليه الصلاة عليهم الصلاة والسلام. أنسو الله سبحانه وتعالى has bestowed this علم upon his أولياء from the رسل from the noble messengers alayhim salatu wassalam and that these prophets that have gone to every nation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them ilm in order for them to have knowledge of his grandeur and have knowledge of his lofty attributes and his beautiful names and in order for them to know of his legislation of that which is legislated from his commands and prohibitions from the halal and the haram and all of the other affairs that do not occur within a person's life now except by way of having knowledge and all of the other affairs that cannot bring about happiness in the dunya or the akhirah except by way of ilm except by way of knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to his anbiya alayhi salatu wa salam فَيَحْدِيَ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ أَيْدِي الْأُمَمِ عَلَىٰ أَيْدِيهِمُ الْأُمَمِ وَمَنْ خَالَفَهُمْ نَزَلَ بِهِ الشَّقَاءَ وَالْحَوَانَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمَنْ عَامَنَ بِهِمْ وَصَدَّقَهُمْ وَتَقَبَّلَ هَذَا الْعِمْبِ بِالْرِحَابَةِ صَدْرَ وَإِيمَانُ وَإِخْلَاسَ سَعِدَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ فَلَا سَعَادَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ إِلَّا بِمَا جَعَ Naam. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He's guided He's guided the nations By way of them By way of these, these prophets and messengers By way of the bayan The clarification of the halal and the haram And so whoever opposes them Then no doubts a torment or that which is wretched will befall them in the dunya and the akhirah. And whoever believes in them, then they will accept from them, no doubts, the ilm that they have come with, the knowledge that they have come with. They accept that within their hearts, and they have iman, they have faith in that which they have come with, and they have ikhlas. They have ikhlas sincerity in that affair, then no doubt this brings about the affair of happiness in the dunya and the akhirah. This brings about happiness in the dunya and the akhirah. And so there's no happiness in the dunya and the akhirah except for that which the mursuleen or the mursuloon, the messengers have come with. And the Shaykh, 
dimensions. The affair of ilm. Specifically, with some of the prophets and messengers. <coughs> now, from them is Yusuf alayhi salam. Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَلَمَّا بَلَغَ أَشُدَّهُ آتَيْنَاهُ حُكْمًا وَعِلْمًا وَكَذَلِكَ نَجِزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ حُكْمًا وَهُوَ النَّبُوَّةِ وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ عِلْمًا عَلَيْهِ السَّلَاةُ وَسَلَامُ أَفْنَى عَلَى الْحَادَ النَّبِيِّ الْكَرِيمِ بِالنَّبُوَّةِ الْعِلْمِ As though the Shaykh mentions the ayah in Surah Yusuf that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Yusuf alayhi salam hukman wa ilma and likewise this is how we reward the muhsinik those are upon ihsan that do good for the righteous ones so Allah ta'ala gave him hukman the hukm this is referring to a nabuwa, referring to prophecy. Allah Ta'ala bestowed upon him knowledge. And likewise, no doubt, this nabuwa is something that is praiseworthy. And Allah Ta'ala praise this Nabi Yusuf salam, by way of his Nabuwa, by way of his Nabuwa prophecy and his knowledge. Likewise, he mentioned the same affair. With Musa alayhi salam, that he referred that he bestowed upon him the hukma wa nabuwa. The hukma wa ilma afwan. The hukma wa ilma. So he's bestowed upon him this the hukm, the nabuwa, the prophecy. And he bestowed upon him ilm, knowledge. So you find no doubt when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to these affairs and to this affair naam of ilm he refers to it as something which is praiseworthy so when he refers to it with, the, with, the, with himself it's something which is praiseworthy no doubt because it's from his perfection and when he's referring to his prophets it's something that he's referring to as something which is praiseworthy again Naam. Likewise, Allah Ta'ala mentioned in relation to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He mentions, هُوَ الَّذِي بَعْثَ فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا مِنْهُمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ عَيَاتِهِ وَزَكِّيهِمْ وَيَعْلِمُهُمُ الْكِتَابِ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبُلُ لَفِي دُلَالٍ مُّبِينَ Likewise, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Jum'ah, that he is the one referring to Muhammad that was sent to the Ummiyin, the illiterate ones. 
that you sent to him a messenger Allah Ta'ala sent amongst the literal ones a messenger from them to recite to them their ayat as a means of bringing about purification for them and to teach them the kitab and the hikmah for indeed before him they were in clear misguidance they were in clear misguidance فَأَفْنَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ أُمَّتِهِ بِعِلْمُ وَحِكْمَةِ يُزَكِّيهِمْ بِهَا وَيُنْكِذُهُمْ بِهَا مِنَ الدَّلَالِ كَانُوا يَعِيشُونَ فِي ظُلَامٍ دَامِسٍ مِنَ الْجَاهِلِيَاتِ وَضَلَالَاتِ فَأَنْكَذُهُمْ اللَّهُ بِمَحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَبِمَا جَاءَ بِهِ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْعِلْمِ والمسعد لهذه الأمة والتي أخرجها الله واستنقذها بها العلم وحاب بهذا النور بهذا الهدى الذي جاء به محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of this ayah has praised the affair of علم and حكمة علم knowledge وحكمة wisdom that this is a means of bringing about purification for them, for the people. And it's a means of salvation, taking them out of dalal, misguidance. For indeed they were living before that in the darkness of their jahiliyyah, in the darkness of their ignorance and misguidances. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed them and took them out of that affair by way of the Messenger of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Naam. But what we understand by way of that, when the, when the Shaykh here he's referring to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removing them from the jahiliyyah, removing them from dalal, is that he's removed them with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu Why? Because of that which he came with alayhi salatu And that which he came with was the affair of ilm wa hikmah. The affair of ilm. This in reality is what removed the people from Dalala. The people being informed by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu of that which is upon them. That which they must stay away from. No doubt, this is the end. The hikmah, the wisdom in relation to how to implement these affairs. Fiqh fiddin. Which no doubt relates to what we're discussing and the central topic which we're going to with, seeking to discuss, inshallah. And so, this end was one which brings about taskiyat al nafs, a means. Of purification of the soul and purification of the hearts, and something that brings about happiness for the woman, for the nation. And Allah Ta'ala removed the people from the hearts by way of this ilm and by way of this nur 
and by way of this guidance and no doubt the Elm and the guidance in the Lord is one this is a, this is the point also mentioned by our Sheikh Abdullah ibn Abdurrahim al-Bukhari that Huda and the Noor is one guidance is one and this is why when you find within the Nusus the mentioning of guidance then it's something which is mentioned in the Mufrat, singular Huda is one Noor is one whilst when you find the mentioning of misguidance that very often is mentioned in the plural dhulumat darkness dolalat jahiliyat <coughs> and the shaykh hafidhullah shaykh abdul bukhari he mentions also an indication of that is the hadith well known hadith of irbaat ibn sariya and he mentions specifically the statement of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he states وَمَنْ That whoever lives from you after me then he will see much different He will see much different No doubt this is misguidance now And so the misguidance is not mentioned as one affair Rather, he mentions much different that it will occur in many ways. However, when we're discussing the affair of Huda, then the guidance and the haq, then it's one. And so, this ilm that we're referring to, and this ilm that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to, that the Messenger of Allah came with, then no doubt it's an ilm which is one. One affair. Naam, as you have the statement as well of Imam al-Awza'i Imam al-Awza'i where he mentions the Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah yu'amilun al-Nusus al-Mu'amala wahida Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah yu'amilun al-Nusus mu'amala wahida The Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah they treat and they deal with the text with one in one manner in one manner and what is meant by that is that you can't take one text and deal with it and act upon it mustaqillan take one text and act upon it in a standalone manner rather whenever we have the text we always try to relate the text to the other texts from the book and the sunnah so no doubt even though we have the ayat adida many ayats and we have many ahadith from the Sunnah Sahihah, from the authentic Sunnah. Even though we have all of these texts, they are dealt as if they're one thing. Because the Haq is one. Because the Haq is one. And so the Mu'amala upon the Haq is one. The way we deal with the text is one in one manner. And so this is what is referred to here, and this is what has been discussed here. When discussing the ilm that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, came with. Now, and then finally, we have Athana Allah al ulama 
ورفعت الدرجات تنال به العلم وتنال به العلم and so when discussing as well this affair of the virtue of knowledge we also discuss the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the ulama the people of knowledge the scholars and that they are raised in level by way of them attaining that knowledge so them attaining that knowledge is a means of them increasing in their levels so no doubt this is another manner in which you understand the virtue of knowledge itself due to the fact that Allah Jalla has praised those that carry that knowledge the ulama and the shaykh goes on to mention وَعَفْنَ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْعُلَمَاءِ مِنْ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ وَغَيْرِهَا وَعَفْنَ عَلَيْهِمْ الْعِلْمِ لا بالمال ولا بالجهة ولا بالسلطان ولا بشيء من إن وإنما بالعلم لأن العلم يحكم الحياة كلها يحكم الحاكم والمحكوم والملوك والسلاطين لا بد لهم أن يحتكموا لهذا العلم وإلا إذا نبضوه ظلوا في الدنيا والآخرة العلم له شعن عظيم لهذا مدح الله به العلماء نعم and so the shaykh he goes on to mention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the ulama of this ummah and other than them praise them and praise them due to what? their knowledge and for no other reason they're not being praised for their wealth or position or power the leadership they may have rather they're not being praised for anything, anything except for their knowledge for no doubt knowledge is what is used to judge upon all affairs of life all affairs of life i.e. a person's life in his dunya return back to ilm and he was going back to sharia Allah Ta'ala is the hakim is the judge is the ruler in all of the affairs and so everything when a person seeks to understand an affair in life they bring it back to the nusus, back to the texts back to the sharia, back to their deen and a person cannot do that except with ilm except with knowledge and so this affair of ilm is, uh, is brought as an affair of ruling over the hakim wal mahkum so it rules over even the hakim himself, the ruler himself and the mahkum, the one that is ruled upon so no one can say that they're free of this affair of ilm and acting upon it likewise the kings all the rulers, generally speaking, it's a must that all of them take this affair of ilm to rule upon them. And if they do not do so, and they excuse themselves from that, then no doubt they may find 
is an affair of humiliation in the dunya and the akhirah. For no doubt, knowledge is a sha'am adin. Knowledge is a great affair. And due to that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised knowledge and the ulama. Now, وقال سبحانه وتعالى إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء لماذا؟ لأنهم يعلمون أذمة الله وجلاله وأنه خلق هذا الكون سبحانه وادبره وندمه وأن له صفات الكمال بالقدرة والإرادة والعلم والكلام وأنه فوق الأرش سبحانه وتعالى وأنه خلق الجنة والنار وأنه يحاسب الناس على كل دقيق وجليل فمن, فمن يأمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يرى ومن يأمل مثقال ذرة شرا يرى يعرفون أذمة الله وكماله وحق وحقه عليهم وحقوق العباد يميزون بين الحلال والحرام والدار والنافع في كونون من أشد الناس تقوى لله وخشية له ومراقبة سبحانه وتعالى إنما إنما يخشى الله من إباد العلماء فالجاهل لا يعرف عظمة الله لا يعرف حقه وكيف كيف يخشاه ولا يعرف للوعيد ماذا احتوت النار ماذا في البرزق والكبور ماذا يلاقي الناس من الأهوال نعم and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions as a praise Naam, as a praise of the ulama he mentions indeed those that have the greatest fear of Allah from, my, from his servants are the ulama those that carry the greatest fear of Allah from his servants are the ulama and so the shaykh mentions Limada. why? why do they carry the greatest fear of Allah? And he answers the question by mentioning that they know the grandeur and the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his majesty. And they know that he created this creation itself. And he's the one that disposes of the affairs of this creation and organizes the affairs of this creation. And that he possesses the sifat of kimal. He possesses perfect attributes. And no doubt, he possesses not, he possesses perfect attributes by way of his ability. That which he intends, his knowledge, his speech, and that he's above the arsh. And that he created the Jannah and the Nar. And that he brings the people to account upon every specific or small action or great action that they performed. And he mentions the ayah and whoever does an atom's weight of good then he will see it. And it will come to pass. And if whoever does an atom's weight of evil then he will see it. So he knows the grandeur and the perfection of Allah Ta'ala. And he knows the right of Allah Ta'ala upon him. I refer to Tawheed. I refer to Tawheed. However, the one that has ilm, no doubt, 
he will have a greater knowledge of Tawheed. He will have a greater knowledge of Tawheed. And he will know the hukuk of the ibad. He will know the rights of the servants. For indeed, no doubt, the individual that is seeking to be upon khayr must do right and must fulfill the rights of every single person. Must fulfill all rights. And the one that is seeking to be upon an uh, uh, ihsan, the affair of ihsan, which the Messenger of Allah وسلم, defined as being an ta'budullah ka'annaka taraf, in lam takun taraf, innu yaraq. Naam, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, defined ihsan as being and to worship Allah if you see him. But indeed, you do not see him, but he sees you. This affair of ihsan, Sheikh Fawzan, he mentions that Ihsan is of three types. The Ihsan is of three types. You have the Ihsan with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no doubt this is by way of a person's ibadah. That a person that has knowledge of Tawheed and has knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's right, due right of Tawheed, and that he should be worshipped alone. That he who has Ihsan is ibadah. They worship Allah Ta'ala upon this, upon this affair, upon this asl, upon this foundation. And then you have the second, which is Ihsan towards mankind, insan. And this is here, as we mentioned as well. Giving the ibad, the servants, their rights. Giving the Jews the, the service their due rights, what is due to them. Observing the rights of the people. And then you have Ihsan as well towards the Baha'im, the animals. And there are rights specific that are specified within the Sharia, within the legislation towards animals as well. And it's upon the individuals to have sure knowledge of all of those affairs. So no doubt when we look at these three affairs of Ihsan towards Allah, Insan, the Baha'im, all of them are in need of knowledge. Are in need of knowledge. And so this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions those that have the greater level of khashya, reverent fear of Allah, are those individuals that possess knowledge, the ulama, because they are aware of Allah's rights. So if a person wants to be upon, upon ihsan, in relation to Allah, they need to be aware of Allah's rights. Be aware of the affair of Tawheed, all the affairs of Tawheed, all of the tafasil, the, de- the details of them. Likewise, the shaykh, he mentions that he has, is aware of the hukuk of the ibad. He's aware of the rights of the servants as well. Again, you only be aware of the rights of the servants by way of knowledge. While Allah Ta'ala legislates by the way of the rights of the servants. And likewise the Baha'im as well. Naam. Likewise, the individual Yemenis, Yemenizun bain al-halal al-haram. They differentiate between that which is halal and that which is haram. And that which is dar and that which is harmful or beneficial. And so these are the individuals that I have the most taqwa of Allah. And they are well aware of the maraqab of Allah. 
that Allah Ta'ala watches over them due to their knowledge. As to the jahil, as for the ignorant individual, then he, then he does not know of the grandeur of Allah. Nor does he know the right of Allah. So then how can he have this reverent fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He does not know of the wa'id. How can he have this fear of Allah? He doesn't know the threat of Allah. Or that which is, or that which the fire contains, that which is contained within the fire, the whole fire. Or the reality of the barzakh, the, the, the life of, in, within the grave. Or that which the people, that which may befall the people from after, I after death. What will come, that which will come, that which they will meet and see. The person has no knowledge of that affair. How? Naam, can they worship Allah upon this affair of khashiyah? And so this is why we mention here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the affair of the ulama. He's praised the affair of the ulama and Allah ta'ala knows best. And so these are the three things that we discuss in relation to the fadl of ilm, the virtue of knowledge itself. We understand the virtue of knowledge now by way of <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribing it to himself. The virtue of knowledge also due to the fact that it's been ascribed to his prophets and messengers. Naam. All in the praise of every manner, of course. And likewise, the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised the ulama of this ummah. Praise those that are the scholars of this ummah. Naam. And so no doubt, when we understand that those that possess knowledge are praised to such a manner, then the affair that they possess itself, and the knowledge itself, is praiseworthy, and carries virtue, and carries nobility. So it's upon the individual to understand that, and understand the virtues of the knowledge. And this is how the shaykh begins. So even before discussing the affair of fiqh for deen, understanding in deen, and understanding of the end that you carry, you must understand first and foremost the virtue of the end first and foremost. Before anything else, the virtue of that knowledge, the virtue that knowledge that, that, that the knowledge carries in of itself. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. When I tell you, وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم